It's R-I-T-Y. I'm your host, Ryan Jansen, and we're just a few days away from the 53rd anniversary of Woodstock. And this week, we're looking back at the event. I'm playing nothing but live recordings from the festival. Plus, I've got plenty of artist interviews to help us paint a picture of what it was like over the course of those four days in August 1969. And yes, it was four days. I'm going to be playing songs in chronological order from day one to day four, but first, let's set the stage and talk about how the festival came to be. It was the idea of four businessmen who also loved music. They formed Woodstock Ventures Incorporated, and in April 1969, CCR became the first group to sign on to play the festival. The original plan was to host this massive party at Howard Mills Industrial Park in Wallkill, New York. However, the town was against it. Woodstock Ventures didn't land a venue until one month before the concert. It was Max Yasker who stepped up to the plate and gave the company permission to use his 600-acre dairy farm in Bethel, New York, 43 miles away from the town of Woodstock. Concert goers started filing in on August 13th, two days before the concert was to start. Problem was, the ticket booths, gates, and fencing to cordon off the grounds were nowhere near completed. And due to this, there was no way to charge attendees, so it became a free concert. The original attendee cap was set at 50000 but people just kept on coming, and by the time it was over, an estimated 500,000 people attended the event. The concert kicked off with beautiful weather conditions for day one on August 15th, sunny skies with a high in the lower 80s. Right around 5 p.m., Max Yasger took to the stage to kick off the festival. I'm a farmer. I don't know. I don't know how to speak to 20 people at one time, let alone a crowd like this. But I think you people have proven something to the world. Not only to town of Bethel or Sullivan County or New York State, you've proven something to the world. This is the largest group of people ever assembled in one place. We have had no idea that there would be this size group. And because of that, you've had quite a few inconveniences as far as water and food and so forth. Your producers have done a mammoth job to see that you're taken care of. They enjoy a vote of thanks. But above that, the important thing that you've proven to the world is that a half a million kids, and I call you kids because I have children older than you are, a half a million young people can get together and have three days of fun and music and have nothing but fun and music. And I God bless you for it. Richie Havens was the first to perform, but he wasn't scheduled to open the festival. Here he is with that story. He's going to mention a guy named Michael. That would be concert co-creator Michael Lang. 
they had no one to go on is what happened. Uh, they told everyone to meet in two hotels seven miles back down the road. First thing that happened is they had no ground transportation because the whole thing got blocked up. Everyone left their cars in the middle of the road. Said the heck with it, I'm walking. Everybody else is, you know. And so I was in the, my room in the hotel because I had come up there very early in the morning. Like I think we left at about three and we got there about 4.30. No cars were blocking at that time. But by, by 11 o'clock that morning, they had already tried to get these cars out of the way. Well, what happened was they found a farmer down the road who had a glass bubble helicopter. So we had the least pieces of instrument and the least people, so they took us over first. That's how I got there. Now, now uh, <laughs> Michael's chasing me over the field. Please go on, you know. I go, they're gonna kill me, you know. <laughs> but I, I was like, so finally, you know, after three t attempts <laughs> to yeah. find me, I, I, I said yes, I'd do it. Here's Richie Havens with Freedom. Yeah, long, long, long way. 
What better way to start than with the beautiful Richie Havens? Live from Woodstock, 1969, that was Richie Havens with Freedom. Day one continued with this next group, followed by Burt Summer, Tim Harden, Ravi Shankar, Melanie, Arlo Guthrie, and a pregnant Joan Baez, who wrapped up her set around 2 a.m. Saturday morning. She's coming up. Here's the Los Angeles band Sweetwater with What's Wrong. Thank you very, very much. Uh, We were supposed to be on first today, but they gave us a police escort here driving, and uh, the man had to stop and bust us all before he could escort us here. So it took a little while. But we're on now, and as Maharishi said, (laughs) kick out the jams, folks. Wow, thank you very much. Sure, uh, sure, a lot of people here. Hope this festival turns out really nice. Yeah. Okay. Especially, yeah. she's Nancy Nevin, too, and she prom- she's probably the sweet and sweet water. <laughs> and we all agree to that. But right now, for a sour note. Oh, you can't step on the tower, got to get down. <laughs> oh, got to come down. Got it. What do you mean? Here's some little music to come down the tower by. 
Segment two. There's nothing you can say except the fabulous lady. Let's welcome Joan Baez. Happy day, oh a happy day, oh a happy day, when Jesus washed, oh when he washed, when Jesus washed, he washed our sins away.
wash our sins away Ah, happy day Ah, Lord mm, good God Ah That was Joan Baez with Oh, Happy Day And she closed out day one of the Woodstock Festival, which happens to be our theme this week on RITY. I'm Ryan Jansen. The playlist is available on reelinwithryan.com. Day two brought with it another handful of performers along with some spotty showers. Quill opened up the day around 1230. They were followed by Country Joe McDonald, who gave an unscheduled emergency performance because Santana wasn't ready. More on Country Joe next hour. So why wasn't Santana ready to go? Here's Carlos Santana with the rest of the story. Well, when we landed, you know, we were in this helicopter and I never seen so many. It was like an ocean of hair and teeth and arms. <laughs> And, it, and, and when we landed, the first person that I saw was Jerry Garcia. And I, he says, what time are you going to go on? I said, apparently two bands after you. And he goes, well, then you make yourself comfortable. This is like 12.30, 1 in the, mor- in the, af- in the afternoon. So we're not going to go on until like 1 in the morning. And I go, oh, I guess we're going to go around 3 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, in the meantime, uh, you, you want some of this? And I was like, Sure. You know, I understand. The math between now, like, yeah, I'll be fine by then. It was acid. <laughs> you know, it was LSD. And so I went, Whoop. and as soon as I took it, it was like, <laughs> everything became uh, another dimension, you know. And, and then I see this face coming and saying, if you don't play now, you're not going to play at all. You need to go on right now. And I'm like, Oh my God, okay, you know, I thought I had six, seven hours to recuperate from because, you know, it's like kind of like a roller coaster. You know, you, you go through this, and so I said, okay, take a deep breath, and, and, and I discovered a mantra back then without even knowing, God, please help me. Help me to stay in tune and in time. And I promise I'll never do this again. So I went out there and I, you know, and, and so when I started playing, of course, the, the guitar neck, uh, the neck and the guitar started wavering, you know, like a snake. And I was like, oh, uh-oh. Uh, so I just started making faces because I was trying to keep it tame, you know, I was trying to keep it from slithering all over the place. Anyway, uh, fortunately, it was successful.
Following Santana, it was John Sebastian, the Keith Hartley Band, the Incredible String Band, Canned Heat, and this group. Here's Mountain with Stormy Monday.
Sunday I go to church and get down on my knees and pray. That was Mountain with Stormy Monday, live from day two of the Woodstock Festival in 1969. It's RITY, I'm Ryan Jansen, and with the 53rd anniversary of Woodstock being just days away, this week I'm looking back at the festival and going in chronological order. Now, I don't know about you, but when I think of Woodstock, I immediately think of the Grateful Dead. Unfortunately, to the best of my knowledge, high-quality audio of their performance doesn't exist, and it wound up being one of their worst live sets ever. Aside from tripping on LSD, they also blew out their amplifiers, and they ended up playing five songs over the course of 80 minutes. CCR followed the dead, hitting the stage just after midnight, Here's John Fogarty talking about what he remembers about that night. He's going to mention Barry Imhoff, who was a concert promoter that worked for Bill Graham. We got taken under wing by one of Bill Graham's people, a guy named Barry Imhoff. He really took care of us. Number one, he fed us dinner, which we also didn't have with us. Um, and so he had a trailer a couple of hundred yards backstage, so we weren't in all the chaos, but we could kind of hear the music, not in a drowning way, but you could kind of tell who was on, that kind of thing. Um, but it just got later and later and later, you know. I, I don't remember all the other bands, but I do know that we were waiting for the dead to go on because we had to follow the Grateful Dead. And finally, the Grateful Dead went on about midnight, and they played about 45 minutes, and then they stopped. An hour went by with no music. And then we hear the Grateful Dead start playing again. Well, what had happened, they all took LSD as they were going on stage at Woodstock in front of half a million people. I came running out on stage after the dead is gone. We've been waiting, and we're chomping at the bit. It was not lit up out there. So I see these sleeping people in the first two rows. I finally go to the mic and I said something like, well, we're playing our hearts out up here. We just want you to have a good time. Somebody out there is like holding his lighter up in the darkness. And I hear him say, don't worry about it, John. We're with you. I played the whole rest of my set for that guy, which is humorous because there were a half a million souls there. They just weren't awake.
Thank you. Oh, having a mumble to the pop. Segment three. I can't. I said, I know I can't. But 
Janice Joplin from her 2 a.m. set at Woodstock. That was To Love Somebody. You would think that she would have been the last artist of the night, but things were only getting started. Now, if you're just now tuning in to RITY, I'm Ryan Jansen, and on this week's program, I'm going back to the original Woodstock Festival in August 1969. The playlist is available on reelinwithryan.com. It's been estimated that a half million people attended the event, and surprisingly, it really was peaceful. There were two deaths, a drug overdose, and someone who was sleeping was accidentally run over. There were only 12 police officers in charge of policing the crowd, Instead, festival organizers relied on the hog farm to keep people from overstepping boundaries. The hog farm was a California hippie commune led by Wavy Gravy. If you weren't cooperating, they would spray seltzer water or throw pies at you. Following Janis Joplin, Sly and the Family Stone hit the stage at 3.30 in the morning. Here's Everyday People.
It's reeling in the years. I'm your host, Ryan Jansen. We're approaching the 53rd anniversary of Woodstock. The festival started on August 15th and continued into August 18th. I've been going in chronological order, and right now we're nearly done with day two, which actually carried over into Sunday morning. The Who played from 5 to 6 a.m., then Jefferson Airplane took over. All right, friends, you have seen the heavy groups. Now you will see Morning Maniac music. Believe me, yeah. It's a new dawn. Yeah, the regular guys. And Nicky Hopkins.
Jefferson Airplane live from Woodstock. That was White Rabbit. And we also heard Plastic Fantastic Lover. It's all right, T.Y. And coming up from Zero to Hero, the story of Country Joe McDonald. In the meantime, let's begin day three of the festival with Joe Cocker. He started his set at 2 p.m. on Sunday. Here's Let's Go Get Stoned.
spent the last two weeks of my life in New York City. I was living on 8th Avenue in a crazy place called Lowe's Midtown Motor Oh, I thought I was going insane both day and night. Little wall set on my little bed in my spaceship. I'm listening to my radio. And a man keeps telling me all about. little people all hanging out in one big piece of ground so whoa and I thought to myself it's gonna come true someday hey we get a little nearer that land both day and night So whether you turn around to your brother, your sister, your mother, your police officer, anybody else you want to talk to, or you got to say to your friend, is, uh, Larry. Thanks for listening to R.I.T.Y. I'm Ryan Jansen. This week, the theme is the Woodstock Festival. Monday, August 15th, will mark the 53rd anniversary of the event. I'm currently on day three. Following Joe Cocker's set, which ended at 3.25 p.m., a massive thunderstorm moved in and delayed the concert until 6.30 when Country Joe McDonald hit the stage again, this time with his band The Fish. Hold that thought. If you've been listening, you may recall last hour I mentioned that on day two of the festival, Country Joe McDonald gave an unscheduled emergency performance because Santana wasn't ready to take the stage. Here's Country Joe talking about his unexpected performance on day two. And I was not really getting along with the band. Um, And I came on Thursday and I just went out to watch things. I was just hanging around and listening to the music. I saw a lot of the music on Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And on Saturday, the Santana band had trouble getting to the stage. So they asked me if I would entertain the crowd for a few minutes as a solo artist. I hadn't done solo in a couple years, so I didn't, 
I, I said that I didn't have a guitar, and they said, well, okay, and they got a guitar, this uh, Yamaha FG150, it's a, it's a cheap, good guitar, and then, that, and then I said, well, I didn't have a guitar strap, so they tied a piece of rope onto it, and then they kind of pushed me out there to be like a jukebox, really, for this crowd. I had no idea what to do because I hadn't played with the band without the band for a long time, and so I just sang some songs, you know, um, uh, an eclectic mix of a few songs. Nobody paid any attention to me at all. So I walked off the stage, and I asked my partner uh, there, who was working on the staff, if it would be okay if I sang "Fixing to Die Rag" because I was saving it for the band set later on. And he said, nobody's paying any attention to you, so what difference does it make what you do? And I thought, okay. And I went out there and I did the fuck cheer, which we had invented um, a year before. I yelled out, give me an F, and the audience looked at me and yelled back F, much to my surprise. And then I spelled fuck, and then they, I asked them what's that spelled, and they all yelled fuck. And then, um, I sang the song and they seemed to know the lyrics and uh, they seemed to get kind of excited about it. Then they started standing up and so I felt pretty good because like I said before what I was doing they had paid no attention to or had any interest in. And then I left the stage and then the MC said that was Country Joe McDonald and that was really the, the first time I had been identified as a, per, as a solo performer as Country Joe McDonald. Country Joe played this song during both of his performances at the festival. Here's Feel Like I'm Fixing to Die Rag. Give me an F! Give me a U! Give me a C! Give me a K! What's that spell? 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 Well, come on, all of you big, strong men. Uncle Sam, need your help again. Got himself in a terrible jam. Way down yonder in Vietnam. Put down your books and pick up a gun. We're gonna have a whole lot of fun. And it's one, two, three. What are we fighting for? Don't ask me, I don't give a damn. The next stop is Vietnam. And it's five, six, seven. Open up the pearly gates. Well, there ain't no time to wonder why We're all gonna die Now come on, Wall Street, don't be slow I'm man, this is war, a go-go There's plenty good money to be made Supplying the army with the tools of the trade Just don't be afraid if they drop the bomb They drop it on the Viet Cong And it's one, two, three What are we fighting for? Don't ask me, I don't give a damn The next stop is Vietnam And it's five, six, Open up the pearly gates Well, ain't no time to wonder why Whoopee, you all gonna die Now come on, generals, let's move fast Your big chance is here at last Now you can go out and get those reds Cause the only good commie is one that's dead You know that peace can only be one When the blown all the kingdom comes Sing it! One, two, three, People, I don't know how you expect to 
ever stop the war if you can't sing any better than that. There's about 300,000 of you fuckers out there. I want you to start singing. Come on. And it's one, two, three. What are we fighting for? Don't ask me out, don't give a damn. The next stop is Vietnam. And it's five, six, seven. Open up the pearly gates. Well, I ain't no time to wonder why. We are gonna die. Now come on, mothers throughout the land. Pack your boys off to Vietnam. Come on, fathers, don't hesitate. And send your sons off before it's too late. Be the first one on your block. Have your boy come home in a box. All right. One, two, three. What are we fighting for? Don't ask me, I don't give a damn. The next stop is Vietnam. And it's five, six, seven. Open up the pearly gates. Ladies and gentlemen, Country Joe McDonald. R-I-T-Y. The thing called I'm going home by helicopter. Going on. Well, I'm thinking, 
Babe, I'm coming to get you one more time. That was 10 years after with I'm Going Home. And at this point in the festival, concert goers were planning to head home soon. Up next, it was the band, and they played a 50-minute set starting at 10 p.m. Here's the wait.
go down this moment There ain't nothing that you can say It's just gonna look and look waiting on a judgment day Well, Luke, my friend What about young Italy? He said, do me a favor, son Won't you stay and keep the Santa Lee company?
Live from day three of Woodstock, that was Johnny Winter with Mama, Talk to Your Daughter. We'll get back to the festival in just a minute. In the meantime, it's This Week in Rock and Roll. I'm Ryan Jansen. Bengals singer Susanna Hoffs is publishing her first novel, This Bird Has Flown. It's coming out next April. The book is about a washed-up pop singer who finds new inspiration when she falls in love with an Oxford literature professor. Lastly, Blondie has debuted a 1978 home recording of a previously unreleased song. It's called Mr. Sightseer, and it's the latest advanced track from the band's expansive forthcoming box set, Blondie. Against the Odds, 1974 to 1982, and it's due out on August 26th. That's This Week in Rock and Roll. Let's get back to Woodstock. Coming up, an angry Neil Young. Following Johnny Winter, it was Blood, Sweat, and Tears who started around 1.30 in the morning. From the middle of their set, here's Spinning Wheel. Troubles and crime sin Catch a painted pony Let the spinning wheel spin You got no money in you You got no home Spinning wheel Spinning all alone Talking about your troubles And you never learn Catch a painted pony Let the spinning wheel turn you find a directing sign on the straight and narrow highway? Would you mind a reflecting sign? Just let it shine within your mind and show you the color. Thank you. 
Welcome back. It's the final set of R.I.T.Y., which also means we are winding things down at the Woodstock Festival. It's now 3 a.m. Monday morning. Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young are next, and they opened with an acoustic set, which Neil Young decided to skip. He came back for the electric portion of the set. Here he is talking with Charlie Rose about his experience at Woodstock. My biggest memory of Woodstock is, is okay, everybody was really excited. And, you know, all these heavy musicians are walking around, and yeah. we're just starting to get a foothold, right. and Hendrix is there, and some of the Stones are there. And, and uh, for the, when it happened for the first time, it was something special because there you were, and there were half a million people, and we're just realizing, hey, we have a generation. We are, we are, we are somebody. Yeah. You know, and it's right now, and we are somebody. We're making a difference. All these people are with us. So the music is like part of that. Mm-hmm. The music is not a commodity or a content. The music is is the life of the thing, and you're you're singing your songs, and the people are listening, and it's going back and forth. It's like one big thing, and that's that's what was so beautiful about that. Um, the thing about it that wasn't so beautiful to me was the filming. I thought that these guys with their cameras all over the stage were like in the way of the music and the people and they were a distraction. We're playing and they're right here, you know, with a camera going like this. And I'm so I told them, you know, don't come near me. I have a very heavy guitar. If you come near me, I'm going to hit you with it. Just stay off my part of the stage and don't let me ever see you. And I got really upset with them right away. Did they stay away? Yeah, they did. <laughs> they kept their distance. They kept their distance from <laughs> I me. I don't want to get their upside my head. I, you know, and I weighed like 110 pounds at the time, you know, so I was not much of a threat, but I was uh, intense. Here are Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young with Sea of Madness. Take it and leave it 
Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young. That was Sea of Madness. Thank you for joining me for RITY. I'm Ryan Jansen. This coming Monday, August 15th, marks the 53rd anniversary of Woodstock. This week, I've been looking back at the festival by going in chronological order. If you missed any of the program, check out the podcast. It's available on Apple and Google Podcast. Tune in, iHeart and ReelinWithRyan.com. Following Crosby, Stills, Nash, and Young, the Paul Butterfield Blues Band played for 45 minutes starting at 6 a.m. Shanana took the stage at 7.30, and by the time this rock and roll legend hit the stage at 9 a.m., the audience had dwindled down to roughly 40,000 people. Last but not least, it's Jimi Hendrix. All right, baby, listen here now for the last time. You don't care for me, I don't care about that. You're not a new fool, I'm not good like that. I've only one itch and desire. Let me stand next to you. Listen here, baby. Let's step back so damn crazy. Say your mama ain't home and ain't mama, son. To play with me and you won't get burned. I've only wanted it to the side. Let me stand next to you. Oh, let me stand. I ain't gonna give you too much harm. Jimmy, take off. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, man. 